1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Our show continues today with my pal Asif working from his remote studio. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. And today we begin with your definition of a reboot. Do you want to explain? Yeah. So what I was telling our agents at uh, Remax Prime Properties was, you know, we're, we're it's like when your internet goes down at home or your TV goes down at home and you call tech support and they say, you need to reboot your system. So you need to unplug it. You need to wait three to five minutes and plug it back in. And this is what you do. And there's, there's going to be people that take the plug out and they're just sitting around waiting and the lights are spinning and flashing and they're just going to sit there because they're frozen and they're going to wait. But then there's the other people that are going to use that pause to go out and get things done. They're going to go get a snack, get a drink, go to the bathroom, get whatever they need to finish off the, the movie or their project that they're working on on the internet. And as soon as that system is back up and running, they're ready to go. And you know, who do you want to be right now? If you're a seller and you have this pause and you know it's going to be 45 days or 60 days, it's the perfect time for you to make your house look like a million bucks. If you're a buyer, this is perfect time for you to get everything in order, get everything aligned, and as soon as the gates open up, you're ready and you're out there looking for a house because there's a lot of pent-up demand out there and people are going to be hustling as soon as this is over. So what do you think in terms of the best case scenario? When do you think we will come out of it? Because you talk about that pent-up demand. When are people then going to be able to get back at it? And again, I know this is a guess. Yeah, realistically, I know there's optimism around early May, but I believe it's going to be mid to late May or beginning of June, which is still a good time for the spring market. If you think about the heat of the market, right off the bat in January, that was atypical. And, you know, our spring market usually starts April, May. It's being pushed off by 45 or 60 days. So it's, you know, when you look at it and compare apples to apples, you're starting to see, you know, you're going to see April sales are going to be way off last April. But you're going to start to see June, July, August, September make up for that lost ground because people aren't putting their homes on the market. In York Region right now, as of today, there's 2,443 listings. Last April, there was 4,643. So there's 2,200 people that have decided that I'm just going to wait. I'm not putting my house on the market right now. I'm going to wait until this passes. And all of those buyers that are waiting to purchase their house are sitting on the sidelines as well, itching to go. So have there been any transactions this month at all? There has. So for the first 14 days of April, we have seen 195 transactions in York Region alone. And what does that compare to? Last April, we had 1,468. So for a full month, say we had 400, 500 transactions, it's still way off pace. We're down, you know, we're going to be down about 65% or so in, in terms of number of transactions for York Region. 
But here's the interesting thing, Tina. Right now, we are sitting at an average price point year-to-date of $890,822. Last year, at the end of April, we were sitting at $820,000. So we're up $70,000 in average price point. And that is significant. So the market is not going to take a $70,000 average price point hit during this pause. You may see a little bit of a dip, but it's still not going to be $70,000. And that, along with the limited inventory that you have, give you hope that on the rebound, this thing is going to come out guns blazing. And you are hopeful? I am, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a pause. There's, it's not like the people that have decided not to sell right now will just pack it in and say, that's it, I'm done for 2020, I'm going to try this again in 2021. They still want to sell, they still want to move up, they want to move down, they want to downsize, they want to smart size. All of those intentions are still in place. And right now, they're just holding off. And they must be just holding off because at the start of this year, at the start of 2020, the housing market was growing. It was going through the roof, right, in terms of home prices. So I can't imagine, and again, I'm not the expert here, you are, but I can't imagine that that's just going to end once this is over. It's not. And we still have people coming in as well. So every year we get about 250,000 people moving into Canada. And that's always been the strength of our economy has been the housing market. If you look at all the spin-off business, you know, the reason that Home Depots and Canadian Tires are still doing curbside pickup and things like that, people are getting their homes ready. They're spending the money and the time to paint their house, to get their backyards ready, their front yards ready. And this is what we're telling our sellers that are just holding off and wanting to come on the market. You always say, I wish I had one more weekend, I would have painted my bathroom. I wish I had two more weeks and I would have you know, fixed up my garage. Well, you have that time. So coming out of this, every house is going to look spectacular because people have nothing else to do except get their homes ready. Now, what about in terms of buyers? You gave me some advice there for the sellers. What about the buyers on uh, on their end of the equation? What should they be doing right now? Or can they be doing anything? There's so many people who are either laid off or, you know, their businesses have completely shut down. So maybe they don't have a lot of options. There's a great, there, there's, a, you know, with buyers, we're, we're seeing them online. We have a lot of interactive search technology that we're utilizing so that we can search with them even though we're not sitting in the same room with them. We can actually search with them online and we know what they're liking, what they're not liking. At the same time, there's so many virtual open houses and virtual uh, tours available right now that we can go through and get a really good handle for what's in that property. People are able to narrow down their search because they have the time to do so. Most times, or in a normal market, you would go out and see these properties and say, you know, I didn't like that. You could go out for two days and not see one property that you liked. Now you have the time to go through a lot of the details, the tours, the virtual open houses online, and weed out the ones that you're not interested in. So coming out of it, it's going to make it a lot easier. Also, the people that are buying right now have made those decisions online, so they're able to say, this is the house that I want. Let's just go out and see this one house. If I like it in person, I'm going to put an offer. And that's what you have in the marketplace right now. There are not a lot of tire kickers. 
All right, so they're using time to their advantage. When we come back, your personal finances, mortgage and budgeting during these days of COVID-19. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Asif Kasim from the Integrity Tree. Asif, welcome back. Thank you. How are you guys? Good, and you? Can't complain. It's been uh, definitely interesting times. Good. Asif, it sure has been interesting times, and We've been dealing with the real estate aspect of it. Tell us a little bit about what's happening on your end with the financing and lending aspect of real estate in the COVID world. It's definitely been a different time that none of us have seen in the finance world. Um, Just prior to COVID, the rates were all dropping, the fixed rates were dropping, and then COVID hit, and then the banks all started to build in margins for liquidity. So rates start to go up. And then the Bank of Canada started dropping their rates. The prime rates start to drop. And then banks built in further margins. So there was this, there was this back and forth of rates shifting up and down, causing people to jump in and try to refinance, which, and, and get as much equity as possible for the, you know, for an emergency. And then they were getting hit with rates being higher than what they anticipated. So there's a lot of confusion happening. So how did you clear up some of that confusion? What did you say to them? For refinancing, there was the conversations that were had that were all based on do you really need to? Does this make sense financially? Are you are you in a position where this makes sense to pay a penalty and break it? Are you coming out on the better end based on what rate we can get you? Um, everybody speaks by case. There was never a blanket statement. Uh, a lot of it was basically where are you today? If we helped you out, could you be in a better position and prepared for possible emergency? Or are you in a type of position where there's very little fear of losing any income and very little impact other than the physical staying at home? And I said there's a lot of talk about deferrals when we're listening to the, the government speak. Now, from our understanding, it's not feasible or it's not advisable to have that mortgage deferred for even a month because the interest charges that people are going to get hit with are just, it's not even worth it. Would you recommend that they take a different route, like maybe a refi on that side? What are you recommending and have you had this question from your clients? So this is basically a daily question for everybody in the mortgage industry. Should, Should they defer or should they not defer? What are their options? What makes the most sense and again case by case for some people and I would say more the self-employed the the ones who are laid off uh, in industries that are non-essential who are facing three to six months of time off there you can take a look and defer your mortgage payments but the interest will accrue and be added to the end some lenders uh, some banks will not defer the interest to the end. They're just going to wait until the deferrals are completed 
and then you can catch up on your payments then. So every lender has a different way of looking at it. Um, if you're fortunate enough to be able to defer that uh, interest all the way to the end of the mortgage, yes, you're paying more interest. But the flip side of this is many clients don't end up sitting in their home for 25 to 30 years. So will they ever truly see the end of that? Yes, it's going to cost more, but then there's an appreciation factor of their property as well. And then people will eventually sell their properties, and they're not going to end up paying all of that over that period of time. Asif, can I put you on the spot like I did with Asif <laughs> earlier in the show? Um, when do you think they're going to light up the economy and we could start coming out of this? Do you have a guess? Wow, if I had a crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would say <clears throat> the reality is this, that there are a few different ways of looking at this based on the, uh, how the economy could play out. Could we have a, a, v, uh, a V-shape where we just bounce back and that it, it all comes down to how long are we under quarantine for, um, how, so how quickly the uh, market will bounce back is basically based on job loss and then how long before people are back up and running. Everything is tied to employment. If we are quarantined for even longer and the job loss is slow to recover, then we may not see until fall, winter, winter really. Um, and if for whatever reason this doesn't slow down and we continue with quarantine for an extended period of time, we could be anywhere over 12 months. So there's no way of knowing. And unfortunately, the downside is that until they see a consistent decrease in actual cases happening, um, where they can say it's trending downward, you can't actually state how long before things can get back to normal. And if things keep rising, there's no true answer. We have to think about how many people are going to have to dig themselves out of the hole that they've dug to, uh, to this point before they start considering, should I do major purchases? Uh, people have to get back to work. Can they afford just basics? Even going to do general groceries and general lifestyle again before they make a large purchase. I'm not sure. The, you may have an uptick in sales, but nothing compared to what we may want or may, may be used to. Um, I think people are going to have to figure out a new way of life. Uh, what's come of this that has, I've noticed is that many or majority of Canadians are in a position where they do not have the ability to make it beyond one to two months without a paycheck. And most of them are now in significant debt or significant financial problems. They're going to have to get solved first. So those are things that are going to come come up in, in question first before they start thinking, should we sell, should we buy? So Asif, a couple things. Let's remind our listeners about the services you provide, and then how has the way you do business changed because of COVID-19? Well, the services we provide at Integrity Tree Financial, uh, it started out as predominantly mortgages, and then it shifted into mortgages, accounting, small loans, uh, life insurance, investments, and cash flow analysis. So we're looking at things from a much more holistic standpoint. We do realize that mortgages only happen every so often. It's not a daily thing that you do. Uh, you do them every, in theory every five years for a 25-year period. But there are more important factors, including managing your taxes on an annual basis, uh, life insurance policies, investments, saving for retirement, and, and 
a very simplistic basic life skill of just cash flow analysis. So we do all of those sort of things. How we do business now, it's amazing the level of video chats and webinars and Zoom chats that we do today. Um, and, and things are digital because we don't have to sign things in person. You can do digital signings often now. And with that, are, are you able to do mortgage application, like the final signing off digitally now? Because I know that was a big concern with legal documents for the banks having to be done in person. Is there, uh, is there something that's been passed now that allows you to sign online for actual mortgage documents? I would say the majority of the lenders are now allowing mostly end-to-end -end digital signings. Even lawyers are getting to the point where uh, many of them are doing digital signings. Not all. Some circumstances, they will courier the information back and forth as necessary. Um, but for the most part, we can still do transactions digitally using a DocuSign type of uh, methodology. Now, the tax deadline day was also deferred or moved or delayed. Um, what do you say to those folks then who are just kind of sitting on their hands and not doing much of anything right now? Should they be getting those papers in order, perhaps? I would say, so for those who have owed money for the prior year, there hasn't been any change in owing it and deferring it. You still have to pay. For anything that's going to come up for 2019 going forward, uh, if you're for filing your taxes, they will defer those dates till a later point in time, um, and there will be certain uh, allowances to uh, pay later. But if you have, were already owing from prior years and still and you were still paying it, there is no. Uh, there, as far as I am, I understand, there has not been any allowances for those payments. I would recommend everybody start getting on top of things right away because you want to be prepared as opposed to be reactionary. And the truth of the matter is in all financial aspects, <clears throat> there's no real forgiveness per se to say here's free money, here's a free riot. It's just a deferral. It's just a delay. But things inevitably will have to be paid. There are additional costs that go with all of these things. The world will still go around and people will have to still pay at some point. So it's better to be proactive, have everything in hand and be ready to go versus waiting to see, hey, what do I do next and how much more is this going to cost me? And that's great advice because we, we need to use this pause to our advantage and make sure that we have all our ducks in order so that coming out of it, we're ready to go. Uh, so if, if people want to connect with you and if they want more information about deferrals or home equity lines of credit, how do they get a hold of you? They can reach out at uh, 416-561-1258 or they can go to www.integritytree.ca. When we come back, this week's hot listing, and just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for a few questions from our listeners. The first one comes from Laura in Thornhill. Her question is, 
I made an offer on a property which was accepted. I have since lost my job because of COVID-19, and I'm not sure the bank will agree to financing under these circumstances. What do I do? Asif? Laura, this is a great question, and I was uh, speaking with one of our lenders earlier this week about this exact situation. Now, a lot of the lenders are going ahead and qualifying people right at the beginning. So as long as your income has been reported and verified at the beginning of the process, you have nothing to worry about. A lot of these layoffs are temporary, and people are going to get back to their normal wages and hours as soon as this is over. So if the financing institution has done that, and most are doing that, then you will be okay. There are some financial institutions that will verify our employment and wages right at the end. And if that's the case, then there could be an issue. The best thing is to speak to your lawyer and, and they'll be in, in contact with the financial institution as to what the conditions are on funding your deal. And if that is one of the conditions that they have to call prior to the actual closing date, then you know you may most financial institutions will understand, but you may have a financial institution that does not. But again, I was told that most of the uh, larger A classification uh, financial institutions have already pre-qualified and, and predetermined income and verified, and that way there won't be an issue. But I can certainly understand Laura's anxiety around this issue. It is already such a, a huge deal in one's life to buy or sell a home, to seek the advice of a lawyer, to consult a financial advisor, and then now we're faced with this part of it. It just makes the whole scenario, the whole transaction even more tough to take and, and uh, you know, filled with even greater anxiety, I would think. And you know what, this is the largest purchase people are going to make and it adds a lot of stress when one you don't have a job right now and at the same time if you may end up losing the financing for this mm -hmm. because you're on the hook for any types of penalties or you know delays or even being sued for not closing on a property I think a lot of people are very cognizant of the situation and they are being lenient because they know that this is not, uh, you know, the buyer's fault and and the buyer is going to get back to work and and be in a position where they will be able to close on their house and uh, pay their mortgage. Let's hope for that kind of understanding and flexibility. Our next question comes from Joe in Maple. I have decided not to sell my home after all. What are my options now that I have already accepted an offer? Oh, wow. So... If you've already accepted an offer, you have a contract to sell that property to the buyer that purchased that property, just as they have an obligation to close on that property. It depends on what your reasoning is and, and if you have any clauses that allow you to back out of the property right now. So uh, the best thing to do is have your lawyer review your contract. It may cost you. If the buyer is adamant that they are going to close on this property, then they are in a legal position to close on this property. And if you want to make a deal with them to say, hey, you know what, I'll take, uh, you know, I'll give you forty dollars or $50,000, but I'm not going to be closing on this property. It, it's something that uh, your lawyer would have to communicate with the buyer's lawyer and see if they can come to some sort of deal. But if they can't, 
you do have a legal binding contract for the sale of that property. So this virus doesn't mean that you're off the hook in terms of this contract. It is a binding contract, as you said. It is, and it's very similar to people that were saying, I'm not going to pay your rent on April 1st. You have a contract that says you need to pay your rent on the first of each month, so it's uh, it's very similar. Contracts are contracts. Asif, we have just enough time for this week's hot listing. What do you have for us this week? Well, Tina, what we hear a lot of is all of these homes in Markham are cookie-cutter homes. We want something with character, with charm, and we've got that. We've got a beautifully restored century home, and it's in Old Markham Village. It's a three-bedroom detached home that's been done up to the nines. It is in a great location. It's 300 meters from Main Street, Markham. So you've got all the boutiques, the restaurants, the coffee shops. You're very close to Markham Library and the ice rink. The Markham Go Station is just up the street. You're a minute away from Highway 407. And this is priced under $900,000 at $875,000. Now, Asif, if our listeners want to take a look at this property, how can they do that these days? They're going to be having a virtual open house for this property this weekend. It's 35 Church Street, and they can contact Susan Taylor for their invitation to the virtual open house. Susan can be reached at 905-554-5522, and uh, it's going to be a great way for you to see what this home has, and there's going to be huge demand for this property. So it's better if you give her a call right away and uh, be first in line to see this virtual open house. And Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.